0: hi everyone and welcome back to the postcards podcast
1: welcome back
2: everyone we're so excited for this episode it's super special because it is our first ever guest episode and we are welcoming Megan Chantel from the mind to muscle podcast Woo! Yeah! <laughs> Hello. <laughs> basically to give everyone a background on how we all connected I guess in like I think it was December, January, I was looking for a new hairdresser in the GTA because that's where my boyfriend lives and I never go back home anymore. And I just looked up hairdressers near Bowmanville and Chantel popped up. And I remember I emailed Chantel being like, hey, do you have any openings? And then you sent back like the nicest email ever. (laughs) Like I remember thinking like usually like professional emails are just kind of like boring bland they're just like yeah come on in but you were just like so kind there's like a little magic oh. like nestled into the email and I was like I'm gonna love this girl and I know it and then I think we followed each other on Instagram and then it turns out we were starting a podcast at the exact same time it was yeah. so crazy yeah I know it was, it was like weird. we're meant to be
3: together girl
2: <laughs> I know I was like this just this just makes sense although mm-hmm. the fact that Meg and Nicole both have red hair, and the main Chantel have the
3: balayage. It's like it's oh a little tricky right now. It's meant to be.
2: <laughs> I knew that was gonna come up. I knew it. <laughs> Absolutely meant to be. But do you guys want to give everyone like a background on like what your podcast is about, and also how you guys kind of became friends and your fitness journey? Just a little intro into Mind to Muscle. Yeah, we would love to,
3: for sure.
1: Um, we started Mind to Muscle very quickly. Um, we decided we wanted to do it back in December and released our first episode in January. Wow. I mean, yeah. mm-hmm. So it was very, very quick. Once we decided we wanted to do it, we were like, okay, what do we need to do? And what equipment do we need to get this ball rolling?
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, we took it very seriously right from the first idea and ever since then it's just been amazing. Yeah. Um, this is perfect. And we're so thankful you guys have us on today because we are actually on our, like Little season break. We just wrapped up season one, and we're starting season two in September. So, I've really missed holding the mic in my phone, Mm -hmm. or in my phone, (laughs) holding the mic in my hand, and just chatting. So, thank you for letting us do that. And I think it's the perfect timing. And um, yeah, we we love fitness so much. We share the passion pretty equally. Mm -hmm. And we both have realized so much how fitness has changed our lives in multiple ways, not Mm -hmm. just by the way our bodies are, not just by the energy we get from it, by everything. Yeah. So Mm -hmm. we take advantage of mind to muscle and use that platform to talk about it. And we've actually even talked about so many other things on there as well. So it's just trickled down to being like a little, what did we like to call it, Meg? Like we say- like a little blog of just how we feel mm-hmm. and how fitness has changed our lives.
3: Yeah. So, and this is just so much more than what it does for you physically. And mind to muscle is like, um, it's the name of our podcast, but it's a phrase that a lot of people use when they try and target a certain muscle when they're working out, you like put your mind on it. You really think about it and you're supposed to be able mm-hmm. to feel it more. Um, but the things that fitness and moving our body has done for us mentally it's changed so many things in our life. It's changed our reality because we're able to think differently about different things. Um, and it, it, it's been so remarkable to us that we're so passionate about trying to help other people understand how beneficial this can be for you. And it's not just a, something to do to gain a bunch of muscle or lose a bunch of weight. Like it, Everyone that can should move their body. And we're just really passionate about helping people see that.
1: Yeah, and we like to talk a lot about finding the movement you love, too. Mm -hmm. because yeah when we first started talking about it we were like hold on we're not speaking out there and saying you need to go to the gym every day because that is what we do but that's not what we're saying like go for a walk go swimming go like jump rope like whatever the case may be find something you love that includes moving your body and it can be something so simple I think people who want to get into fitness get very overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Social media and the world out there, and then they just don't do it because they just get in their head. We all know that feeling. Mm -hmm. We have all been there with many different things, not just fitness. And Meg and I just are there to reassure everyone that like you can do it, you will feel better, and there's so many things on the other side (laughs) that will just change your life.
3: It's just, yeah, the fear of the unknown. None of us want to do something we've never done before, but it, the most rewarding things happen when you step outside your comfort zone and you push yourself and, and you do things. But I guess we could give a little backdrop on us. We oh, yeah. right. yeah. like yeah. How'd you,
2: How you guys become friends? Because your friendship like developed in adult Right? Like
3: yes. Yeah, yeah. We actually haven't known really each other cool.
1: forever. So which, yeah I'm
3: twenty-six. Chantal is 31. And we've been friends for between five and six years. I yeah. think we're coming up on okay. six. Um and we were always really good friends. Like we always We say all the time that it's very rare to find another person that's on our energy level just because, like, we are so next level, like, hyped up and ready to go all the time. (laughs) So I think when we met each other, we just, like, knew that we clicked in that sense. So we became good friends, um, but it wasn't until within the past year, honestly, Mm. like, specifically September of last year. So it hasn't even come up on on a full year. but Which is wow. Crazy. I yeah, know, I know. It's it really started crazy. trickling when Chantelle introduced me to fitness. She was the reason that I got, not the reason I got into it, but was really a big motivator and me turning it into a habit. And now it being such yeah. a big part of my life now. Um, so she really got me into that. And then both of us kind of together discovered manifesting and like reframing your brain and your, your thoughts to be able to like live the life that you want to live and achieve the things you want to do. And I think that it just like, I don't know. We have like a, a bond, like nothing I've ever experienced I before. Like I know absolutely everything there is to know about Chantel and she knows absolutely everything there is to know about me. And I think it's because like, we're just, we're so similar and it's so rare to meet somebody that like yeah. feels the same about so many important things in life. Like we do, we just
1: yeah, and I align. Think we just really realized how important that was. And back in September, it sticks in our brain very clearly Because I was going through just a really shitty time back then. And Meg was just there. Like she was just, she was just there, like (laughs) in so many different ways. And then we were just like, kept rolling with it. And then, you know, I told her so many things that no one in my life knows about. And she just, A, didn't judge me. She didn't, for one second, bat an eye. She didn't, like she just stayed so true and pure. And I was like, Holy shit, I can't lose this girl.
3: Sorry, this is like a love fest you <laughs> <met. We laughs> with me and Matt. We always make a joke that if Chantel and I to, ch- for whatever reason to end up single again, we will get married to each
1: we'll other. other it's <laughs> That's That's amazing.
0: amazing. I I think it's so cool that like to hear about like how you met in your adult life and like even like, you know, in the past year you became closer, even though you met like, let's say five or six years ago. Because we literally just did an episode on like Adult friendships and like how to navigate like friendships, like shifting, like through like the friends you make in high school versus like the friends you make in university, and then the friends you make, like, you know, in your real adult life. Mm-hmm. And how, like, when you grow older, for my family, for example, like my parents, they're friends with like their kids' parents and stuff like that. So I think it's cool that, like, to hear about like a successful and like fun friendship that's made like you as know, later.
3: It i think people kind of like cut themselves off from it yeah. too they're like well i'm i'm grown now like i can't be making good friends or you think that you're not going to find anybody that you're going to connect with in that way because yeah. every we kind of just feel like unless we've been friends with them since kindergarten they're not going to be like a good best friend you know and i don't mean like a good or bad friend but like one of your really good friends because we just i don't know we get so weird about that stuff i feel like girls especially women Mm -hmm. especially because like my partner luke he makes truly he makes friends like he'll go out for a boat ride somewhere and he will send me a picture like but this guy named ryan he's hopping on the boat with me for a day and i'm like what like (laughs) we are not like that (laughs) No, i
2: think a big thing too is like when you're an adult at least like i'll assume that like oh she already has Probably, like, all yeah. her needs. Maybe she doesn't need, like, my friendships. So I don't want to, like, bother her. But I don't know. It, it is really, like, inspiring to know, like, there are also friends that we haven't even met yet. Or even, I guess, exactly. you have Yeah you're going to connect with even more people and it can turn into like these beautiful relationships. And it doesn't stop when you're like out of Yeah, and I feel like
1: once you realize within yourself what you're looking for in a friend or a relationship, I don't don't mean to sound like rude by any means, but some of those friends that you currently have that you think are so great will actually start trickling out. And the Mm -hmm. ones that are just like so great and pure and fulfilled will come in. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? Like they'll just naturally... It'll just naturally happen.
3: On top of that, you have to let those people go to welcome true. the right people into your life. So like true. if you continue to entertain the behavior that you're not okay with, whether it's somebody like just make, not making you feel the best about yourself or making you feel judged in certain areas of your life, if you continue to hold on to those friendships and those relationships, you are taking up the room for somebody like Chantel that would come in and like accept me in every... That's so absolutely true. every corner of my life and everything about me. So yeah, it's, it's a scary thing to do. It is hard to let go of people that like, don't serve you, especially as an adult, because again, you're like, well, we've been friends for this long. Like I yeah. can't, what am I going to do now? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah.
0: I think that that's really refreshing to hear because you hear that all the time, or at least I hear that all the time, you know, set your boundaries, make sure that you're only accepting positive energy, positive people and stuff like that. But actually being in the position to like cut something off that's not bringing that energy or that's not serving you is so difficult like especially like for me like I can't really bring myself to do it or if I do it then I just like overthink it like forever afterwards and I'm like wow but like what if it was my fault and stuff so like hearing that like maybe as you grow older, like, it's even more important to just, like, pick and choose your energy because I guess your time gets taken up even more, like, with other things, like, with your full-time careers or with, like, your kids or with, like, whatever. So, like, really picking and choosing. Do you have any tips for, like, how to do that? Because I definitely... Yeah, don't think that position.
3: <laughs> we had to do that. We yeah, we, we've never talked about it on our own podcast because it's it's like a little too close to home and like I don't mm-hmm. know maybe the wrong person could hear it. But mm-hmm. um, Chantelle and I had a really good friend that was as a human being amazing, so
1: incredible, such yeah.
3: a yeah, a great person. However, she didn't give us that feeling of like feeling like our best self when we were leaving. She didn't. It wasn't somebody that I would have felt comfortable telling every corner of my life to just because yeah, I we had
1: to do a lot of tiptoeing. Yeah, like, a lot
3: of tiptoeing and just not feeling comfortable being your authentic self with this person. It took us a long time to kind of realize that. Yeah, I was just
1: gonna say it, it took us a long time to realize it and it took us a long time to take action mm-hmm. on it too. Yeah, yeah, right. And yeah. it
3: consumed us. Yeah. Oh, oh, it consumed us for a long time. Because you kind of almost get in your own head that. Um, like, you are the problem. Like, if somebody, if you're feeling judged, just like, well, I'm yeah. too sensitive. Like, if I didn't feel this way, nobody I, else would feel like they're yeah. being judged from this. I gaslight
0: like, myself all the time. Like, I'm like, this is on me. This, like, I'm always yeah. trying to take the blame. And, like, I'm literally, I just gaslight myself into thinking that I'm the problem. So, like, no, I don't know. We're going to change
1: that for you, girl. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. We are
3: here to change your life.
1: <laughs> <laughs> because we've been there too. Like, I used to, I still overthink. Quite a bit. And I'm really trying to work on that. But once you get to a certain age, like, and I have kids, right? I have kids. I am 31, which I mean, is not old by any means, but it's just, you really realize like, am I actually going to be wasting my time on you? And I'm going to allow you to make me feel that way about myself. Mm
3: -hmm. When I don't have to feel that way. Like uh, there are so many people that don't make me feel that way.
1: Exactly.
3: And like you were saying, um, Nicole, time is really valuable and not to be morbid, but like we could die tomorrow and I don't want to spend possibly my last day with somebody that doesn't make me feel the absolute best that I can feel. Obviously Mm -hmm. there's exceptions to this, like at work, we can't always like everybody that we work with and stuff like that. But when it comes to your personal life, that is entirely within your hands. And um, there's a lot of things in life that we don't have control over. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of remarkable to learn what you do have control over and what you, you can shape your own reality. You can shape your own life and you're, a step back from being able to do that by continuing to feed relationships that aren't making you feel good about yourself. So, like Chantelle said, it wasn't easy for us to do. We both kind of just had to slowly distance ourselves away from this person and it ate us alive. We felt like terrible people. Um, and
1: I actually had to work beside her for yeah. a few months and that was challenging. I would voice no mm-hmm. crying my eyes saying, yeah. like, hey. Why, why did I do this? I need to go back to my other salon. I made the wrong choice because one single person who was supposed to be my best friend made me feel that way. Mm-hmm. And realizing that I was like, this isn't a best friend. This isn't a friend at all. Like, which it was hard. It was really hard.
3: And ending that relationship was one of the things that made this relationship absolutely just explode Jewish. into like yeah. something that.
1: Yeah. I mm-hmm. said all the time. We would never be where mm-hmm. we are right now. We would never have this podcast. We would never do this. If we were still friends with her, because we would feel like, yeah, right. We can never tell her that we're doing that. She would think mm-hmm. we're crazy or she mm-hmm. would judge us mm-hmm. so hard or talk garbage about us to whoever else. And Yeah no you should never ever feel that way towards a friend you know
2: yeah I totally relate to that I think like Nicole and I have been in similar situations as you where we've like been in the same friendship breakup but like realized it also together and it's hard because if you don't like when if I was just doing it on my own I don't know if I would have ever realized that these friends weren't good for me is the fact that I could turn to Nicole and be like hey do you feel this way or am I I a little crazy crazy. (laughs) and then she goes no I felt the same way and it's like it's so reassuring to hear it from someone someone else but is there a way that you could like find boundaries without talking to someone else or do you think that's the best way so I definitely think it
1: helps for sure to have somebody um like you guys just stick together and honestly like Just a reminder, grieving friendships is real. I was just about to say,
3: Lauren, saying a friendship breakup, like Mm -hmm. that's the best way to put it because...
1: Grieving a friendship is so real. Yeah. And it's okay to go up and down, you know? You're going to have days where you're like, I made the best decision by pushing them out of my life. That's so great. I'm such a badass. You go blah, 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 blah. But then you're going to have a day where you may like cry in your bed and be like, I really miss her. Mm-hmm. Like I miss that friend. Like it makes me sad and that's normal. But you have to remember if you have a slice of doubt in your brain that this person is making you uncomfortable, you're feeling judged. Maybe they're judging you for having a podcast together because it's insecurities, right? Mm-hmm. If you if your friends can't cheer you on at your highest, they they gotta go. Like yeah, yeah. I think. yeah, because it will tear you down and it will it will limit you. It won't allow you to be the best version of yourself. But just remember to like grieving those friends is very normal and
3: it's going to yeah. happen. We have mm-hmm. such an understanding that like breaking up from an intimate relationship is hard. We all know that. We all know that that's a difficult thing to do, but. I don't think people consider that when it comes to friendships and I think that's why a lot of people hold on to friendships for longer than they should because they don't like they they feel that feeling of like oh it'd be scary to stop being friends with them so that probably means that I shouldn't do it but that's it's just the same as a, a breakup like this person's very important in your life and like Chantel's saying you're going to have days where it feels right and days where it feels wrong but deep inside you know whether or not what you're doing is the right decision and if you feel like this relationship is no longer benefiting you yeah. i mean it's it's hard to give advice on because there's no really like easy way to do it like not being friends with somebody or cutting off a friendship is it's, it's gonna hurt the other person and it's gonna hurt yourself but it's just the same as a breakup like if this is something that you feel is no longer benefiting you like i said then it's a hard thing to do, but doing hard things comes with reward mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you'll see it. Like the only thing that I can say is truly like whenever you do something that is hard, you, the universe will benefit you and it will it, it will give you back a little token or a little present for doing it. And for us, it was everything. Like we were able to start this podcast because we had no longer fear of judgment. Like I was able to create like an online platform for myself within the fitness community and Mm -hmm. our relationship flourished so much and like so much good came from it. And you have to look for that. Like maybe some other people would not put two and two together that by letting go of this person, we were able to do all of this stuff, but you really have to like look for the good and look for like what's come from this and Seek that stuff out to feel the validation within yourself. Like it takes Mm -hmm. a lot of inner work for sure, but it's so, so worth it. So worth it. Yeah. Wow.
0: And I I think what I always say too is like, it doesn't mean that the memories that you had with that person aren't still, you always have that, like the special moments, the stuff that's great. Cause I find that, you know, when you're grieving a breakup, whether it's a relationship breakup, a friendship breakup, like whatever type of breakup it is your mind naturally goes to reminiscing on all of the good times like oh but Mm -hmm. why did i do this why did i cut this off because we had this and this like amazing moments together and so i like to just remind myself that like you still have all of that like all of that like at one point in time you guys came together you did this and that. nobody can take away those memories but it's just about like continuing forward and like moving forward and i think in theory like all of that stuff Makes a lot of sense to me, but then every time you're put in that situation again, it's just as hard as it was the first time. Like, I don't know, like, for me at least, it's never gotten easier to go through one of those breakups. I don't know if it ever does, like, as who you doesn't. get older. Yeah, no,
1: it
3: doesn't. It means you care if it hurts you so much, right? Yeah. And that's the thing, like, you were saying, like, we didn't waste the last however many years of our life being friends with this person. There was, there's a reason that we kept it going for so long because there was so much good and there was so much fun with them, but there was room for the fun to be happening while we were experiencing stress and judgment and stuff like that, you know? So it's good to, yeah, still hold on to all of those good memories and I think, sorry, this is random, but it just popped into my head thinking about the boundaries thing. Cause Chantal and I, the other day were talking about similar to this, like making people feel bad by having to set a boundary. Um, and in order to set boundaries for yourself, you're going to have to say no, and you're going to be the bad person in somebody's story.
0: That's such an interesting perspective.
3: Yeah, there is, there's always going to be somebody who just doesn't understand it. Doesn't understand why you're doing what you're doing. Um, and you just kind of have to accept that. You can't be the good person in everybody's story. You can't be liked by everyone. No one in this world is universe- universally liked, not Buddha, not Mother Teresa, not all of these incredible wow. people. There is somebody out there that thinks that what they're doing is stupid or wrong. That's and so true. these are people that have done nothing but phenomenal things for the world. So I think it's important to recognize that that's one of the things that we struggle with the most is like, oh, I don't want to like hurt their feelings. I don't want them not to like me. I don't want them to have a bad image of me, but you just have to accept and let go of the fact that you're going to be the bad person in somebody's story no to set where. boundaries for yeah. yourself. No yeah. yeah.
0: That is such an interesting perspective because I feel like I'm someone who has, who's just a big people pleaser. Um, yeah. I mean, Lauren can attest <laughs> to that. Yeah. Like to my core, like that's just how I live my life. And so it's really 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 hard for me to be like the bad person in someone's story which obviously I'm sure that I am like for sure like you said everybody is but whenever I feel like I am that in someone's stories I feel so bad about myself I'm like this Mm -hmm. is my fault I'm doing this and this and this wrong but to hear the perspective of like everybody's going to be the bad person in somebody else's story is kind of like taking it less personal and being like you know what this is just like one of those instances because you have to look and focus on like all the how you're the amazing person like so many other people's stories Mm -hmm. but it's interesting to hear that perspective because I've never heard that where it's like no matter what you're always like there's going to be someone somewhere in the world that like you truly rub the wrong way and you know yeah you just kind of have to accept that so
1: yeah, you have to remember too that insecurity is a very big thing in many people right so
3: mm-hmm. in ourselves too of course so
1: everyone so and that's the thing it can be very touchy but do you guys journal at all do you journal do you write? yes
2: i do oh, i do yes <laughs> <you> do. yes
1: little <laughs> so, tip for people pleasers because i'm a huge people pleaser and i've been working so hard on that mm-hmm. um, with my therapist and with myself, and. What I do when I say no to a friend or to anyone and I feel guilty about it is I actually write, I sit down, I put my kids to bed. I have my knee time that I wanted. And remember, you can say no, even if you don't have plans. So don't think you have to say no to someone just because you already have something planned that day and you're already doing something. If you want mm-hmm. to lay in your bed and listen to music or listen to a podcast and journal or scroll on your phone. Do that and it will serve you so much good. And what I do is I open up my journal and I write down in that moment, 10 things or five things. If you can't think of 10 that are serving me goodness right now. So I'm laying in bed with my coffee or my tea. That makes me so happy. Like one, right. Mm -hmm. Two, I'm cozy in my bed. I'm not out at a concert or out at whatever the case may be that I I didn't actually want to do that. I would have just said yes to please them. Right. Like, writing down mm. five to ten things that just make you happy in that moment. And that's going to remind you why you said no. And it will teach you to keep saying no. <laughs> yeah. Wow. That's
0: so interesting. Do you find that that helps with, like, some of the guilt that you feel for so potentially much. not – Okay, interesting. Yeah, because yeah, I so find
1: – Because it reminds me that, like, I'm doing this for me. Like, I'm choosing to say no right. for me. You know, I'm not saying no to be rude. I'm not saying no. And, and I – it took a lot for me to get past the mindset of like, they're going to be so mad at me for saying no.
2: Yeah. I think you that that's what I'm remember, stuck in. Yeah. You need
1: to remember that if you're saying no and they're mad at you.
2: Are they good friends? Right. Yeah.
1: <laughs> like, <laughs> they should be like, you know what? No problem. They can be disappointed or a little bummed out. Like, oh shoot. I'm yeah. looking forward to you coming to this concert tonight, but no problem. And actually understand. And then you're going to probably get a text from them in the morning being like, hope you had a great relaxing night. Mm-hmm. That's, that's a friend right there. Yeah. Not like, screw this girl who chose to stay on her own. Like, you need those people that just support you and cheer you on, even on the times where you just want to lay in bed and do nothing,
0: you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's really interesting. Do you think that any of that comes from potential, like, traumatizing friendships in the past that, like, make you feel like people are going to react that way? Or do you think that a lot of it is just, like, based on the ones you're currently in? Like, I'm just, Asking so questions me me
2: because I'm interested.
1: But... No, it's okay. I think for me personally, it's a lot from my past. Yeah. I have lost a lot of friends because I'm a people pleaser. So it, I'm a people pleaser to a fault, 100%. It is a fault of mine because I spent my whole teenage life saying yes, 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 yes to absolutely everyone. Like even if I was so tired and like crying behind closed doors, I would still say yes to people. Um, right. I never wanted people to think Chantal was the what like a bitch, or Chantal was the one who's always disappointing or always bailing. Oh, of course she's bailing because like you know, I I couldn't get that out of my head. And then I didn't know how to let go of friends properly, so I would maybe do it in the wrong way, or I ghost them, or I would just get so in my head, and I would I don't know who know I don't, but I've been through a lot of friends, and I've lost some that I was in my head where I'm like well, I've been friends with you since. Grade one, I should still be friends with you right now, and um, mm-hmm. that really messed. That still, it, I still struggle with it. I still do, guys. Like it's not, you don't just psh, gone right. You just mm-hmm. cope with it in better ways, and you have different tools to deal with them. And
3: yeah, I do think that all of those feelings that you feel while going through a situation like that is reminiscent of something you've experienced in the past. So right. a lot of almost anything that you feel has to do with. We didn't assume that somebody's going to be mad at us for ditching. We we feel that way because somebody in the past has gotten yes. upset for at us for not being able to make it to a plan. So, I feel like something that's really helped us in being able to navigate like friendships and and letting go of some and starting new ones and whatever it is is self confidence, which is a lot easier said than done. But mm-hmm. in the past, where if I had to say no to a plan, I would have been in my head like oh my God, like they're going to be so upset. Am I a bad friend? I should, I, I'm I'm tired, but I should go. I said I was going to go. Whereas now we are, we know we're good friends to people that we are friends with. We know that we're good people. So if there's ever a reason that we can't make it to something, it's not for bad reason because I'm ditching this person to go spend time with this person. Like I, I'm a good friend to like, let's say I couldn't make it to something with Chantel or Actually, yesterday is a perfect example. I had friends with, a, uh, sorry, plans with a friend in the evening, but I spent the whole day at the spa. <laughs> and by the time I left, I was just goo. I was like, I don't want to, <laughs> I don't want to do anything at all anymore. So I reached out to her and I just said, I'm, I'm really sorry, but I don't think I'll be of any fun together because I can't even put a sentence together. Like my brain is just so relaxed, and I think I just need to go home and continue to relax. And before that would have eaten me alive because I just mm-hmm. spent a day doing something that I love. And I'm not seeing this friend anymore. And does that make me a bad friend? But Mm -hmm. I know that I'm a good friend to the people that are close friends to me in my life. So that's not something that I feel on the inside anymore. I don't feel stressed out reaching to these people. And I found my people that respond to stuff like that great like I make it to 90% of hangouts it's not like I'm I'm dropping out on people all the time but mm-hmm. this yeah. friend came back and she oh no problem at all that's totally fine like we'll make plans in the next couple of weeks hope you had a great day at the spot literally like Chantal said like it was yeah there are those people out there I think that we get yeah. in our head that it's like well friends like that just don't exist like everybody's always going to be upset with me for needing to bail on a plan or whatever it is but you can attract the type of friendships and relationships you want in your life by being very clear in that. Like that is exactly what I want. And that's the only thing I'm going to settle for kind of thing.
1: And just yeah. go through with your actions, like be true to yourself, know that you want that and your boundaries. It, boundaries are like a tricky word, right? Cause people, some people don't even understand what people mean by saying, setting boundaries. Because it's so yeah. loosely talked about. Like you see, you open up Instagram, you see every single post about like, set your boundaries, set your boundaries. And some people are like, what does that mean? You know what I mean? Like it, it means staying true to yourself and yeah. it, it'll, all, it'll all come to you naturally. <laughs>
0: because you're well, I think it's, it's one of those things too that like, sort of not that it has a negative connotation but some people I think misunderstand it in a negative way of like oh setting a boundary is like yeah, rude. meaning that like you're drawing the line to something because I think yeah. growing up like you know there's boundaries of like oh your curfew is like 11 p.m or there's boundaries that like aren't necessarily like positive things because I mean you probably want to be out like past curfew when you're <laughs> like stuff like that so I think that people sometimes maybe have like a negative thing of like oh setting a boundary is actually like a negative thing it's not like so maybe Mm -hmm. it's like reshaping that in your mind of like boundaries are actually to help not just you but also the other person as well so you're on the same page versus like you know they think one thing and you think another thing like for example it can come like from a lot of different things but like one thing is like texting so we kind of touched on this in our last episode but like maybe like Figuring out from the start like what your texting boundaries are like. If you're a good texter, you're not a good texter. So people don't have expectations. Yeah. Because I think that that's kind of where stuff like falls through the cracks a little bit as well. If it's like the boundaries are a little bit unclear, so then one person's expecting you to do something and you're not providing that, and then people get upset with each other. So I think yeah, it's like the whole thing of like not everyone understands what setting boundaries is. I totally agree with. I think some people maybe view it as more of a negative thing. So I know that I. Did for a very long time, like up until a couple years ago, I always thought that like setting boundaries made me a bad person, which is like not the case because it's not just beneficial for you. It's also like you have to respect other people's boundaries as well. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I think that that kind of comes from like maybe I don't even know how like how people kind of phase out of that. Like for me, I just kind of did a lot of soul searching
1: and figured out like you know what, it's actually crucial to life. But But I think think with social media, when you, like I was saying, when you go on and you see like a boundaries post, it usually is not in like a rude context, but let me put it in perspective of my career. Like I'm a hairstylist and there's a lot of posts that other hairstylists post, which I do think is great, but it's all about like setting boundaries with clients. Say no, tell them you're not doing their hair because, and it comes off as rude, right? If you're Mm -hmm. another client looking in, seeing that a stylist is posting about that, you're going to feel a little insecure and being yeah. like oh well she's gonna say no to me because she's not gonna vibe with me or whatever the case may be so right. it, it's not just negative and I also believe that when you're setting boundaries with friends especially it's teaching them that they can also set those boundaries mm-hmm. with you like when you're saying you know what I'm really not feeling like hanging out tonight I'm just so tired it's gonna give them that light like oh for me anyways it gives me that light being like okay, well, she's not going to be so upset with me if I feel that way one time, you know, and it allows Mm -hmm. you to have that space to say no. Yeah.
2: It also allows you to be like a better friend. Like imagine all your friends are going out to a party and you don't want to go, but to people please, you say yes. And then the whole time you're too tired to dance, you're not having fun and you're like bringing the mood down. It would have been better for you just to say like, no, I'm tired. I'll come out next time. And then the next time you go, you are a good friend. You're having fun. You're keeping, you know, the energy up. So it's like setting the boundaries will actually help you be a better friend, even though it might seem like in the short term, you're not being a good friend. Like in the long term, you are being a better friend. And I think like making those decisions, like I think Meg said, it comes with like confidence Mm -hmm. and like trust in yourself that like I'm a good friend and I know that and no one can tell me different even if I'm just telling them you know, I can't hang out once. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You think-
3: going out to the bar would not make yeah. you a bad friend. And if something yeah. feels that that makes you a bad friend.
1: You're not your friend. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, awesome. And on this topic, it uh, made me think of it when you were speaking, Lauren, is Meg and I are also really big on mantras. So if you have your notebook out while you're writing down your five to ten list of things of what served you by staying home, create like three to five mantras of like, I am a good friend. Yeah. Right? I am a good friend. I am allowed to say no. Mm -hmm.
3: Mm -hmm. And you're going to read these things and you're going to be like, oh, this is like, I don't believe this. I feel bad. I feel insecure, whatever it is. But our brain is going to believe whatever we tell it. Our brain doesn't care if it's a good thought or a bad thought, whatever you continue to repeat to it. Sure. The first week you continue to tell yourself, I'm a good friend. I'm a good friend. I'm a good friend. You're, you feel like you're like speaking into the darkness, Mm -hmm. but after, two to three weeks of constantly reminding yourself of this, your brain is going to believe it. Anything we tell ourselves, our brain is very smart, but at the same time, a little stupid. So like, we can <laughs> choose what we want it one. to believe. Yeah. Yes.
2: Yeah. You can either f- feed into the stupid part or <laughs> the part. I've been a little bit into mantras, but like not like excessively. Um, do you have any ones that would be good or even just general tips too for like increasing Confidence, because I find that even recent in recent years, I've like lost a lot of confidence that I can't. I think came from being like not to be like a a silly teenager where you think you're like the best, invincible person in the world. Now I've grown. I'm like, oh, I don't have as much confidence anymore. Do you guys have any mantras or general tips for like increasing your confidence? (laughs) Yeah, let me know, please. I'm writing them down. I just want to chime
0: in one thing first. So, like, I think with confidence, you were talking about how like oh in your teenage years, your confidence looks different than it does now. And maybe you feel like you've lost confidence, but maybe it's just shifted. Like for example, like now you're more confident in other areas and maybe you don't feel as confident in like, you know, Mm -hmm. other areas that maybe before you were and like stuff like that. So maybe, yeah, talk about, I don't really know much about mantras. I'm not going to lie. So I'm interested in this and like hearing what exactly they mean to you. But Yeah. yeah, I think that also like confidence is one of those things. And like, let me know what you think. Like, is it something that you think can shift like for example your insecurities could be in your friendships now whereas before they used to be like a really really strong thing that you were confident in because you had your university friends or you had your whatever I'm not talking about like you specifically Lauren I'm talking about like in general,
1: <laughs> general you
2: yeah
0: yeah
1: like yeah. Yeah. Not it like absolutely, you. absolutely shifts I oh, think yeah. it 100% shifts with everything in life so never feel like when you're in a moment in time where you're feeling really confident all around that it's gonna stay because we go through things in life, good and bad, a bad, like when you're going through something really shitty, you, your life shifts, your whole entire life shifts. So you have to shift with it. Like you mm-hmm. just have to, you, you have to.
3: But that's when, when
1: evolving, I guess. And like, yeah. Yeah. Okay.
3: But something that we like when your entire life shifts on the outside, mm-hmm. but you're feeling insecure about whatever it is. Um the one thing that we have control over all the time is our mindset, is our brain, our mind and what we're thinking about. And this is when we come back to mantras. So I know that, like I was saying, when you're saying these things, like one of my favorite mantras for self-confidence is I can do hard things. So... A lot of the time when you're saying mantras to yourself, you don't believe them. That's why we're saying them to ourselves, because we're experiencing the negative thought. We're recognizing that negative thought and we're replacing it with a positive one. That's going to feed our brain with what we need to do, whatever it is. Mantras are, like I said, recognizing that negative thought. As humans, we are very negative people. Um, it's just how we are. It's how everybody is. It's how we come out the gate. Um, just because that's it. it, We're raised that way. Like we're raised to believe
1: that life's hard and that that, life is hard.
3: And that like, you can't really do everything that you want to do. And some people are given more than others. And some people are better off than others, things like that. But it's just so important to, you got to be your own best friend. Like, I know that sounds silly, but no one else is going to be in your corner or believe in you and your powers and your capabilities. If you don't like, you have to be the first person to believe that you are capable of whatever it is that you want to be capable of and that's the that's the thing you have to want to be you have to want to be capable of it you have to yeah. want it that bad that you're willing to step outside of your comfort zone and give it a shot because nothing nothing in life comes to us nobody's going to come by and give you the power you have to take it yourself you have yeah. to yeah just work to shift your mind to yeah. believe in yourself because you No one else is going to believe in you if you don't. And And
1: like Mike just said, no one is coming. Mm -hmm. No one is coming. If you sit in your misery, you're going to be miserable. Um, I'm very big on dating myself.
3: (laughs) I'm very big on dating.
1: (laughs) No, I'm very big on dating myself. I preach it like no other, like go take yourself out to dinner, go to a movie alone and go alone. Don't always think you need to bring someone with you. Go do things by yourself and you will naturally build confidence. You really, really will. Because you have no choice but to fake it. You have no choice but to walk into that restaurant when it's filled with people to pretend <laughs> that's exactly what you want to do. Meanwhile, you're like, oh, God, is that looking at
3: me? And that's the thing about confidence is no one knows if it's real. No
1: one knows. Like,
3: if I walk into <laughs> if I walk up, like into a concert theater and start singing my heart out at the, at the front of the stage, if I want to die on the inside, no one else knows that. If I walk up there feeling great, feeling strong, feeling powerful, confidence is it can be fake. You can fake it and people are going to believe it. So we, something that we say a lot is don't fake it until you make it fake it until you become it. Like fake this until you become it. Mm -hmm. Fake the confidence until you feel it kind of thing, you know?
1: And you just do things and you're like,
3: well, once you see one time that doing a hard thing's rewarding, it's like a drug. Like you just want to challenge yourself all the time to like level yourself up to the next, level level.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's really interesting like especially with like being your own best friend dating yourself and all of that because I went on exchange a couple years ago and I was like in a, a whole foreign country completely by myself I was 20 years old wow. uh, this is like pre-pandemic yeah I'm and out. honestly I felt like that entire trip even though I got sent home early because of COVID <laughs> but for the months that I was there it was like it had completely shifted my mindset in terms of because I had to do everything by myself. I had to make friends by myself. It's not like people were just around me that like I had known forever. You know, it was like, okay, I'm fully in a country that doesn't speak English because I was in Barcelona. I was in Spain. And then it was also like, I have to learn how to, you know, if I have to go to the doctor, like if I have to like do this or that or whatever, I have to go to school, I have to do like all of these things completely alone. And there was a lot of times that like I would take myself out to eat and like as a 20 year old girl like in another country just like going to a restaurant sitting down by yourself and like eating that was like a big thing but I didn't think of it as a big thing until I got back because then I got back and I was like in this really good headspace through COVID which is like was not super um like Popular at the time because I feel like a lot of people were obviously kind of like, I was also going through it because I was sad about being gone, but I was like genuinely in such a good place, like mentally about myself. I felt like I would go on walks and I would literally be like, this makes me kind of sound like a loser, but I would literally have my headphones in. And it would be, like, laughing at, like, jokes internally in my head. I'd be, like, I'm literally the funniest person <laughs> in the world. And I believed it. Love like, I was, like, like I'm like, – you... you talk about this makes me so happy. But I was, like, I am so hilarious. I'm this, I'm that, whatever. Like, I literally was, like, my best friend. I was my biggest supporter. Yeah. And then the world kind of opened up again. And it was, like, you know, I felt like because I am that people pleaser. Like, I think COVID really gave me that chance to just focus on myself and be super selfish when, like – in real life that's not who I that's not what I do because I am like always making sure I'm going to this and that and making sure that everybody around me is okay before making sure I'm okay so I've kind of noticed that like in the past couple years you know my mental health my mindset how I feel about myself and like that confidence of like oh I'm the funniest person in the world has definitely kind of went down because I'm not really putting all of that energy into myself anymore and like making sure that I'm like okay first so I think that that's really interesting to hear because I definitely noticed for myself like when I was really like focused laser focused on myself and like didn't have anyone else to go out and eat with or whatever like obviously I just went alone but now it's like okay well I've got other people to go with so I might as well go with them and I think that maybe (laughs) yeah like I think that I need to definitely prioritize like going by myself and then in terms of like you know sometimes i don't know if anyone else has gone through this but like when you when we talked about like evolving and how like you can be confident at one stage in your life and then you go through something and then your confidence shifts or you know you lose a little bit of it in that aspect i find myself Not comparing myself to other people, but comparing myself to my old self. Like, I'm like, oh, why is my headspace here now when I was here before? Like, I must be doing this. And obviously, that's not good Mm -hmm. for your mental health is to, like, do that. But the blessing in
1: that, though, is knowing that you're capable of thinking Mm -hmm. that You've already done it. So true. That's fair. That's a really
3: good, yeah. Good to look back on your how you were in the past when you felt super confident and like comparing what does my life look like now and what did it look like back then. Is there anything Mm -hmm. that I was doing back then that I can make time for again in my life? Whether that's just popping in headphones and going for a walk by yourself and telling yourself jokes and laughing at them, (laughs) maybe that's what you need to remind yourself that like you're the shit. You know, that's such
2: a good point because I feel like even looking back at like when I had a bit more confidence even just like in physical looks or even just like even my intelligence or like my career i was most of the time i was independent i was alone i didn't have a boyfriend and if i did we were doing long distance so i never saw them so i was like a super independent person and now i'm realizing maybe i need to do some more things by myself so then i can feel again more confident in like Myself and being able to like trust myself, I think, is the biggest thing. Mm -hmm. But because now I'm in like a stable, long-term relationship, most of the things that I do is with my boyfriends. Then I feel like I put all my trust into him, and then that doesn't leave like a lot of trust for
3: myself. That's where moving your body comes in. I know it sounds ridiculous, but for us, that is Chantel's husband, my boyfriend. They do not work out with us. Like that is Mm -hmm. our us time. It's like a guaranteed hour and a half in the day that we know is going to be with just us and our brain. And mm-hmm. it gives us so much time to think. And simultaneously, moving your body is so good for your brain to begin with. It releases so much serotonin, so much um, happy hormones, I call them. But <laughs> it's so good for you. So that was something for us that helped us so much with – because Chantal's a mom. Like, she barely yeah. ever gets time to herself. So true. Um, so for you to be able to take yourself cell on a date is like unheard of. Like that was amazing that you had yeah, a free night I mean, to do that. I, I, make,
1: I make it happen, guys. Mm-hmm. Like, truly like uh, it doesn't happen often. It's not like a once a week thing, which I would love. I would love to do that once a week, but it's like maybe a once a month thing. Even if I can go to a coffee shop and have a quick coffee and read my book, mm-hmm. um, I will do that. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, even like you mentioned, like taking yourself to the spa yesterday, like I've never just taken myself to the spa. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like that's something I should do. <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah. And if yeah. you go there, there are so many people by themselves. Like you wouldn't, I don't think you realize it when you're with other people because you're with other people and you're not paying attention. But when you're by yourself, it's that whole thing of like, whatever your brain is thinking about, you're going to see. So mm-hmm. if you're there by yourself, you're like, holy shit, 60% of these people are here by themselves because it's a spa. Mm-hmm. Why would you want to go there with people, you know? Yeah.
2: That's so true. Speaking of moving your body, I have a question about that and like exercise, because another thing that I've been through recently is like, I used to be probably like, I would say in 2018, 2019, I was in the gym bro phase. I was, you know, <laughs> shoving chicken thighs down my throat. <laughs> I would like get mad at myself if I didn't go to the gym, but it came from like a really unhealthy yeah. part of me. And then I took a step back and now I'm almost like, scared a little bit to get back into movement because I'm like, oh, I don't want to become that like obsessive Mm -hmm. person again. So my question was, how do you move your body and also like eat healthy in a place of love rather than like a place of hate?
3: Mm -hmm. That's a great, great question. That's like one of my favorite things to talk about in the whole entire world because there is this idea that fitness and working out is for losing weight. Truly. That's like what the the majority of the population feels fitness is for. And when you realize like, this is why fitness failed for me so many times in the past was because I continued to get into it. And Chantal is an opposite experience, but like, I wanted to be like the smallest version of myself that I could possibly be. So anytime I got into fitness, it was because I hated my body. I was doing Mm -hmm. this because I wanted to like my body the way it looked physically. I was doing this. First of all, working out is not that fun to begin with. So if I'm hating that I have to do it and I hate my body, getting through this like uncomfortable hour makes it a million times harder. However, when you start looking at your body as when you realize that it's the only one you get, if I starve myself to the point where my body is eating its own muscle, its own fat, that is so hard to come back from. I don't get to check in this body and go check out another one that's in better condition like this is the only one that i get and i want to love it like this is we are like this is a very disconnected way to think about it but truly we're all just like souls within like these flesh bodies and i want to take care of this body this is the one that i have to walk around in for the rest of my life so when i go to the gym and i move my body and i work out it's not because i hate it it's because I am fully mobile. I'm fully healthy. It's incredible that I can choose the movement that I want. I don't, like if I was paralyzed and I was only able to do something from the waist up with my upper body, you're limited there. Um, I get the choice of whether or not I want to do rowing. If I want to lift weights, if I want to play soccer, if I want to swim and really just like it, this is, it, it's hard. It takes a lot of work and a lot of mental work, but again, it comes with like being your best friend and not just. To the sense of like, oh girl, like you look so cute today, but really truly treating your body and yourself as a relationship that you would with somebody else. Like if I were to see Chantel start going too hard at the gym, I don't even know if there's (laughs) too hard at the gym or like starving herself or like kicking out all of the foods that she loves just to look a certain way. That would break my heart because she's mm-hmm. so important to me. I need to feel that way about myself. I need to have my best interests in mind. I love food. I don't ever want to starve myself. I want to eat mm-hmm. all the food in the world and I want to make myself happy because I'm my own best friend. And like, she deserves to eat the food that she wants and she deserves to move her body because holy shit, the amount of things that you can do and like just give your body a chance to show off. Like, you have no idea mm-hmm. all of the things that it's capable of and all of the weight that it can work up to lifting, if that was your goal, like Mm -hmm. it's about shifting your mentality from seeing it as something that is only to lose weight or only to get really big and buff or whatever it is and recognizing it as like a celebration. Like I can move my body in any way that I want. It's a form of self-love because it brings you that serotonin and that release. And yeah, like your body craves movement. They're made to move and you don't have to be going to the gym um, putting in two hours of sweaty, insane work every single day, it can be going for a walk, but yeah. your body deserves to move. You know what I mean? Always, yeah.
1: always feel better. I promise you that no mm-hmm. matter what you will feel better after. And a I lot know. of people get like stuck in like the overwhelming feeling of I need to like eat the right foods and work out. Don't do that. Don't do that. Like if you just want to move your body, just focus on that right now. And mm-hmm. I promise you, once you start moving your body, you're just going to want to nourish it with the good things. And the bad thing, trust me. I had a double cheeseburger (laughs) dressed like a Big Mac at 11, no, 1230 last night. I had a Big Mac last night too. (gasps) So good, right? You have to eat the food that you love so. Yeah. But like, it's shifting your mentality. That's all it is.
0: Yeah. I think too like finding movement that you love is important. Like like I, we've said before like even having like a dance party. Like that's movement. That's like that's yeah. you know. Absolutely. And that's also like showing your body love and you're doing something like for your brain cuz you're like, "Oh, like I love to dance, so let me just put on my favorite song and like dance around in my house." Mm-hmm. Like I don't know, I think it doesn't have to be like so much pressure on it cuz that's yeah. where people maybe can fall into. Get yes, scared. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. there's a
1: whole cool thing about gym anxiety and being nervous about going to a gym. And that is so understandable, 100%. I think we've all experienced it. But again, like <laughs> there's so many other options than the gym. You do not have to go to a gym to move your body.
2: Yeah. And if you think about like if your friend was sad and they weren't, you know, in the best headspace, like what's the first thing you'd probably ask them to do? You'd probably be like, hey, let's go on a walk. Mm -hmm. exactly let's go like move our bodies like that's like the first thing I would ask my friend Mm -hmm. if they were sad which is like should be the same thing that I do to myself as well Mm -hmm. so know that your podcast really does inspire people because I was listening to it like just to like catch up for this episode too and I was like I should move my body every single day like (laughs) I've been scared to do it because I don't want to get back into that unhealthy mind space where it's like you have to do it or you're not a good person like you're not good enough but it's like I should do it because I know when I get back from that walk or even like doing 12 3 30 on the treadmill like I feel so much happier Mm -hmm. I have so much more energy it also does build that confidence in myself because if I say I'm gonna do something and then I do it like I feel really good
1: you're keeping it to yourself and that's also so important and another thing is don't set yourself up for failure girl like don't think you have to work out five six seven times a week do two Mm -hmm. do twice say to yourself right now i want to work out or move my body don't even label it as working out Mm -hmm. i want to move my body two times next week that's it yeah for 30 minutes not an hour and a half 30 minutes two times yeah and you're gonna Mm -hmm. do that and you're gonna be so proud of yourself because you kept that promise to yourself you did it and you're gonna feel so good after that the next Mm -hmm. week you're gonna want to do it Three, four again, times. yeah, no, it's gonna keep going up because you're gonna realize how good it is for you.
3: I truly yeah. believe that making yourself proud is like the natural yes. high of life. Like that <laughs> is, is like what we should all chase after uh-huh. all the time. Finding hard things to do and accomplish, you won't always accomplish them on the first time. Like no, be, and you shouldn't. No, right? No. Like what's it, the the successful person has failed way more times than the yes. beginner has tried. Nothing is ever gonna be perfect, and if it doesn't go well the first time, that doesn't mean that you shouldn't try it again. But Chasing, like being proud of yourself, that feeling is like, uh, I would take it over getting drunk. I would take it over yeah. anything in the world because it's the most fulfilling, just best feeling ever
2: it is and I think that's what I've been missing with like the confidence piece it's like I used to go to the gym I used to like be in school so you almost get that like automatic reward when you like get a good mm-hmm. grade or something and that's like I went away and now I'm like oh my gosh how do I make myself proud now like it's like There's so many things yeah
0: <laughs> I know <laughs> <laughs> okay if you were talking to your younger self mm-hmm. like we said 23 year old self but like just your younger self in general
1: yeah
0: um what would you say? Like, what's the one piece of advice that you wish you knew then, that you know now? Like, if you could, like, yeah. look in a mirror and it's, like, little you, like, what would you say?
3: So many things, oh like...
1: goes on. The list goes on and on and on and on. Yeah.
3: I would give her a big fat hug first. Like, she was just so... I don't want to get emotional about it and I've never gotten emotional about it, but I think just like talking to other people, (laughs) sorry for like being teary and stuff. I I almost cried this
2: podcast if I got quiet because I was about to cry.
3: (laughs) It's just like, I used to be so insecure in like literally every area of my life and like in my friendships, in my body and who I was as a person. Like I just, I didn't, I didn't have confidence in anything, anything in myself. And it is just, I, I didn't realize like how miserable I was like miserable is a pretty heavy word but I didn't realize how miserable I was until I shifted my life and I came into like the person that I am now and feeling all of this fulfillment like I am so fulfilled within myself like I truly don't need anybody at all and like you were saying Lauren like being in school and you would get those grades so it's like that automatic like gratification like Mm -hmm. to finally have found things like I am fulfilled within me. Like, I don't need to see, to hear this from other people to know that I'm a good person and all of these things. But I would just, yeah, I would go back and I would like hug her so friggin' tight. And I would just, oh, I just wish I could show her where we are to like, like uh, we, we made it. Like if you just show up every single day for yourself and if you do hard things, hard things is self-discipline. Like you should always, like I was saying, try to make yourself proud and you don't make yourself proud by doing easy everyday daily tasks. Mm-hmm. Um, challenging yourself is, is the best thing that you could do for yourself. Um, I wish I could go back to my self a year and a half ago when I just started working out because I had so little confidence in myself that I would keep up with it. Like truly so little. I loved it so much. And I remember still like every day having this pit in my stomach that it was just a matter of time until I gave up and until it went away and I'd be right back at square one, like losing this confidence and losing this fulfillment that I felt. But, um,
1: look at you now.
3: Yeah. Just like if I could give any piece of advice to myself and to anybody else, it's to show up for you, like do shit for you. Don't do it for the gratification of somebody else, from your partner, from your family, whatever it is. Like you are truly, we've been hearing these things our whole life, but when you decide to like actually hear them, and like internalize them, it hits different. But you are the only person that you have until the end. If you go home alone at night, you're just you by yourself. You don't have your friends, you don't have your boyfriend or whatever it was that was giving you all this gratification, all these compliments all day. Like just, yeah, you be your own best friend. Like be in your corner, be your own cheerleader. I can't believe I just cried about that. (laughs)
1: <laughs> no, it's, I to tell but myself. it's like moving and it shows people that like how important it is do it for you like you have to do it for you mm-hmm. no one else like it's it's almost like a scary thought sometimes when you I get really deep in my thoughts a lot of the time when I'm alone and it's like it's scary how much you truly only have yourself mm-hmm. you know like I've learned now becoming a mom and I don't know there's, a, I think on our podcast, there's a few moms for sure, but I've learned to love myself how my boys love me. Like they think I am the best person in the world and you I are. could do no wrong. <laughs> and I've learned to look at myself through their eyes and like, believe what they say about me. And you know, it's, it's a whole different perspective. I never thought that anyone in the world could think of me that way. Of course, like my mom's my biggest freaking cheerleader. I have Meg, but <laughs> like the way they talk about me and the way they look at me and tell me they love me. And just like, I've learned now to just like, look at myself that way and remind myself that like, I can do it. I've, mm-hmm. I just started running back in March and my six-year-old son will like, he is my biggest cheerleader. Like he sits there when I'm tying up my shoes at the front door, like, mommy, you can do it. You can do it. Like how many, how many kilometers are you doing? And I, I, back then I'm like three. I'm so <laughs> nervous. And he's like, you can do it. You can do it. And I'm like, now I tell myself that, you know, yeah. have him there at five in the morning cheering me on to go run an 8k. And I, I have to do that to myself. I would never do that before. My younger yeah. son never, ever, ever, ever. So wow.
0: That's so interesting, like hearing the perspective of loving yourself, how your kids love you. That's like mm-hmm. like obviously I can't fathom that, like where I'm at in my life right now. Yeah. yeah. But that's really beautiful. Yeah.
2: And this is <laughs> tripping me the heck out because, because I like oh, really commercial. Because like I said, we kind of all look alike. And really? like I am 23 year old 23 years old right now. And it's like I feel like I'm in the place that Meg kind of was talking about before, where it's like, I have there's not a lot that I feel confident about I right now. We're I feel pretty. To our younger selves, like yes! were. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, oh my gosh, my older self is telling me like all I have to do is like just love myself at the way you know that the way like others love you and believe in yourself, and if you just like do hard things, like you can prove to yourself that you are like amazing. Cause deep down like I know that I am it's just like lately it's been hard to prove to myself that it's yeah. true yeah. um so yeah that was really amazing I here so and I, girl's like you. Yeah.
0: I think one um, thing though Lauren that you need to also remind yourself is that you're currently doing hard things like all the time and I think thanks. that you don't give yourself enough credit for that and like maybe that's where you start versus like trying to challenge yourself to do other hard things is like looking at all the hard things that you do mm-hmm. on a daily basis do you recognizing guys, those things? do you guys buy yourselves presents i don't i should
1: uh, so <laughs> you're definitely gonna start because when you do something really hard and you're building yourself up to it mm-hmm. um, for example i'm gonna run my first 10k in september i'm buying myself a brand new apple watch that's my Love gift it. to myself i'm gonna buy it wrap it up mm-hmm. and have it ready for when i cross that finish line and that's like reward yourself like buy yourself Mm -hmm. like set yourself a little baby even if it's a baby goal, and buy yourself like your favorite freaking coffee after Mm -hmm. yeah boil yourself do it that's such a good idea we buy things for everyone we love and we like show them on their birthday and like even just on a regular day how much we love them and we shower them with flowers and gifts and here and there little things like do that for you too
3: and then also another thing that really helps with where you are right now lauren too is um, two things, gratitude and being present. So being grateful for where you are now compared to where you are a year ago when you couldn't travel and you were stuck with a job, because we get stuck in all the in these situations where it's like, I'm not doing enough. But when you consider where you were two years ago, you're doing so much. And it's hard yeah. because, like, we're always living in such a fast paced life where we feel like we have to look for the next best thing. And that is good. You should never like. Be comfortable within yourself. Like, I am exactly who I want to be for the rest of my life now. I made it. I'm good. You should always be like aiming for um, the next step up or to level up or whatever it is. But it's so important to be in this moment and say, Holy crap. Like, I am doing all of these things that two years ago I wanted to do so bad. And because I'm doing these things (laughs) now, I'm able to make new goals for myself, which can sometimes bum you out when you don't feel like you're getting there fast enough. But it's yeah, it's like this if you is another really take it, really in... good
2: journal tactic too. Mm-hmm. Like write this down so you can see it. That's like one thing about that journal entry that we talked about <laughs> before we started recording is like I did this journal entry that at the beginning of 2022 of like what I my future self would write. So I pretended that I was, you know, in Bali working for myself and I could travel and work at the same time. And by the end of the year, that was literally the life I was living, which was crazy to me. Mm-hmm. But Amazing. since it happened so fast, I was kind of already on the next path. Like I already was like, okay, well, you're not making enough money and you're not doing this right and you're lonely and you're not doing this. But it's like, after reading that journal entry, I was like, wait, you've actually like took a big step and you've you achieved made a happen. lot. It's, it's all, all just about like
0: wins. <laughs> yeah, I
2: know. It's about like, you're right. Like taking time to celebrate things like whether it is like cheersing to yourself with a bottle of champagne or taking yourself out to dinner or buying yourself like a present I think it's good to like celebrate things or else like your I brain will recognize selfish, too
3: yeah self-love yeah. is not selfish
2: I guess we've kind of like done the whole me of the podcast so we just talked about something so deep and we're gonna go into this little um basically at the end of every single podcast, Nicole and I do like a stamp of the week. And essentially the idea is, well, it's like a little joke about how it's the postcards podcast and then, you know, stamps, but it's kind of like a recommendation of a place to eat or a thing to do or somewhere to go in every city that like we're in. So right now I'm in Ottawa. So I'll do a place in Ottawa. Nicole will do a place in Albania. And then, yeah, we'd love to hear from you guys, like your favorite... Thing to do or a place to eat in. I mean, you could do it in. Are you in Coburg, or you could do it in Toronto if you feel like more. Like whatever works. So you I'm like,
3: so where,
2: or okay. yeah, or not. Okay. Where have you been? Um, um, my all time fit.
1: Can I just go? Can I just? Yeah, go, go ahead. Do yeah, it, so- go. <laughs>
2: Start oh, there. Um,
1: honey, I well, I don't want to say any, but I've been to about three or four, and they're all freaking fantastic. it's called coffee, mm-hmm. coffee culture. I am obsessed. They're so underrated. Everyone tends to just go to Starbucks and open up their laptop and notebook and do some work at Starbucks. Love Starbucks too.
2: But coffee culture is next level. I went there once and Matt took me there because we like went and worked there for the day. And I was like, hey, this, it was really good. Like the food is really good. The drinks are good. Lattes
1: are good. They leave you alone. Like I've spent two (laughs) two, months.
3: They leave you alone. Well,
1: like, you know (laughs) what? Don't (laughs) (laughs) Rushed. I'm like, <laughs> oh <my God." laughs> they don't make you feel rushed like I spent two and a half three hours there before like writing in my journal getting back to clients on emails like and they do not care Mm-mm. like they're not like okay let's go they just let you have their wi-fi they let you chill and it's very like I don't know grounding place for me I love it a lot of stuff I've made happen there I've just yeah a lot oh, of emotions God. and it's just a special place to me so if I could say That's my stamp. I love (laughs) that.
2: Try coffee culture if you're in. Yeah, I definitely have been there. And it's like the difference between Starbucks. I feel like Starbucks, I like have trouble finding things to eat if I stay there for a long time. But coffee culture actually has like really good food. Oh so many little
3: snacks and so many coffees. Like Mm -hmm. and you order it all from the front, right? That's what's great about Mm -hmm that type of layout Mm. is they're not coming by to check on you. Like you go up at your own leisure. So that's, what's great about it. Cause you can just go up and get your next coffee. It's fun. So great. (laughs) That's awesome.
2: Okay. Meg, what is your stamp of the week? We just went here a days ago. I was
3: hoping you would say this place. (laughs) I don't know if you guys have ever been to Scatterbush. It's really nothing to like write home about. It's just, uh, it's a, yeah, it's, it's a restaurant in, it is a GTA thing. They're in Toronto. We Mm -hmm. went to one in Scarborough um, just a couple days ago. And it's just like, an italian restaurant that like serves these they're called matzo balls like it's like they're Mm. um what they're known for like everybody knows at scatterbush they have handmade mozzarella balls and they come out like just as a big little blob of cheese and they give you like a bunch of toasted baguette and (laughs) uh, tomato jam it sounds bizarre but oh my goodness it's so delicious if you're a cheese lover or italian food lover go to scatterbush that's really i'm gonna
2: try that next time i go to like my
3: boyfriend's town because
2: that sounds. No, I, they might
3: have one in Ottawa. Like I don't think it's not. Yeah, I think it is a chain, so you might be able to go out there.
2: Oh my gosh! Cool. Okay, I'm definitely writing it down. That's why I love this part of our series because every yeah, time the yeah, yeah, I know. a place, I'm like writing it down. I'm, like <laughs> I'm going. I guess I can go next, but yeah. mine's in Ottawa since that's where I am right now, and mine is actually like an organic food store it's called urban spice i love that bank street oh my god it's amazing you can get things in like um like they have like those big like pour things so you can get like different seeds and different spices like as much as you want which is a great tip if you travel like i do because sometimes you have to buy like certain seasonings and i literally only need like a tablespoon of it and you can go there and you can literally just buy a tablespoon and then you just pay like (laughs) a dollar like it's so cheap and then they have like basically anything you could ever dream of, like kombucha, bone broth, like vegetable, like all the cool vegetables that like, you know, independent won't have. Um, So it's like, yeah, it's just a really good place, and apparently Harry Styles went there when he was, I was just going to say that. I oh, like, wow. Aaron, that's also, Harry Styles' favorite store awesome. yeah. in Ottawa. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, so that's like a known thing, I guess, is that like Harry Styles visited it once, and he like people asked for pictures, and he's like, "No, people can't know that I'm in Ottawa because <laughs> he like didn't even have a concert here. I think they just came to practice. I think like, he this was performing. Tour
0: yeah in Toronto like the- and then yeah he
2: went to Ottawa. but also
0: I don't know that it's ever been confirmed that he was there
2: but everyone
0: like, just <laughs> he like says he was place. so I believe it yeah no, no. pictures or so anything <laughs> yeah, no.
3: the power yeah. of celebrities though that's crazy he walked into that. a store yeah. one time and everybody's like gotta go.
2: yeah and no picture or anything Everyone's yeah. was just like yes we believe you like he was never did a concert in Ottawa and we're all just like this makes sense, for sure. It's because I don't want to believe it. Because it's such a good store, too. Like, I feel like yeah. he definitely went there. Like, yeah. yeah. And they have good snacks and stuff. Like, cool. Like, I guess, like, healthier, like, natural snacks. I love that. Um, but I love it. So, yeah. If you're ever in Ottawa, definitely check that out. For sure. Your turn, Nicole.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, if you're ever in Albania. <laughs> you're actually there tomorrow. <laughs> so, if you ever come to the capital of Albania, which is Tirana, um, you have to try sakura sushi bar it's like it's like super vibey i just got takeout from there a couple days ago but it's because it's like 37 degrees here so you can't really sit outside so we like brought it back to eat it in the ac but they're like they have like a like rooftop patio and it's like super cute i could imagine like going there at night for like maybe take yourself on a date there if you come to tijuana um they've got like you know lights that like would be twinkly lights like in the evening and yeah the sushi was good I accidentally ordered way too much because I feel like I never know how much sushi to order oh, and like yeah. I always think that like that meal like prepping
3: to me take it home thank you very much <laughs> yeah <laughs> no <literally>. accidents happen.
0: <laughs> so anyways but it was really good I got like the vegetable rolls and then they had like edamame they had like a bunch of like they like salad and like anyways so if you're ever here (laughs) check out sakura (laughs)
2: sushi (laughs) (laughs) amazing. but this podcast was honestly like so special so thank you so much guys for like coming on i had yeah thank you great to hear all your advice
3: thank you guys for believing in our voice and like the things that we have to say this is really special to us so this has been so fun and I could literally do it for the next four hours. So. <laughs> I know,
2: I know. We could record forever, but okay. Where can people find you if they want to find your podcast? Yeah, and, like, plug your socials? your socials. Yeah,
1: yeah. Yeah, our Instagram is at Mind to Muscle Podcast, and mm. you can find us on Spotify, Apple Music, or wherever sorry, you
3: Apple listen Music, to podcasts.
1: Podcast. Yeah, wherever you listen to
2: your podcasts, it's Mind to Muscle
1: Podcast. <gasps> Yay!
2: Awesome. So go check them out, and I mean, while you're there, check us out too. I mean, you're already <laughs> listening to us, but maybe check out our Instagram, Postcards Pod. We're also on TikTok, Postcards Pod. All right, everyone, have an amazing day and amazing week.
0: Thanks so much. Bye. Bye.